Hello, this is Timmy Black, and welcome again to another episode of The Lives of Contemporary Artists. I just got over a pretty bad head cold. I had a stuffy nose, a scratchy throat. I was coughing and sneezing like an old dog and pretty much feeling sorry for myself for about a week. I spent a lot of my time in bed trying to catch up on back issues of The New Yorker, but to tell you the truth, I ended up watching a lot of reality TV. And then I got this terrific idea. I'm watching all this reality TV, and I said to myself, what about a spin-off of the lives of contemporary artists? Why not have a bit of fun and change things up from time to time? So this week, I'd like to introduce my listeners to a new sort of segment whose working title, excuse me, Atlanta, excuse me, Beverly Hills, and excuse me, Las Vegas. But for now, the working title will be Timmy Black and the Wives of contemporary artists. Now, the Russian expatriate artist Boris Lemon is a well-respected life-drawing professor and someone who is generally thought of as pretty good company. After a few vodkas, Boris will tell anyone that will listen that his wife is irrational. My wife is irrational bin, is how he'll say it. He doesn't mean it as an insult, but as a tribute to what he sees as a particularly feminine characteristic. All women are irrational. I love the way his rounded vowels swish around his tongue like a warm soup. Anyway, Boris's wife, Cynthia, is an old friend of mine from art school. She was one of those clever ones who, as soon as she could, she dropped all her fine arts classes and changed her major to fashion illustration, which, by the way, looks pretty damn rational to me. But now, fast forward, she's an editor at Condé Nast, which in fact is a big help to Boris, but that's a subject for an entirely different podcast. Anyway... She knows she's supposed to be offended by Boris's, I guess you could call them sexist, generalizations. But honestly, I think she suspects that Boris is kind of right about this. Well, here, let me give you a little bit of background. In the 70s, for all you history buffs, the previously tiny trickle of Russian emigration was allowed to turn into a flood. You see, the Soviets needed American grain, and so the people of the book were bartered for pumpernickel, and before you could say kvass, Brighton Beach, Brooklyn became a little Odessa. Boris told me his parents were engineers, but Cynthia told me his dad used to travel up and down the New England coast selling costume jewelry at flea markets and yard sales. Anyway, Boris was never taught in the American sense to be sensitive to women because, as Cynthia puts it, Russian women simply don't need any special treatment. His mom is as tough as a yurt, and his grandmother, at 96, can still drink a Cossack under the table. 
Are these women irrational? You bet they are. And according to Cynthia, it's a beautiful thing to watch. These women, she tells me, push, they demand, they manipulate, they argue, they nag, and they insist with such a shameless audacity that men simply buckle like a kichel under their gorgeously imperious belligerence. These ladies don't have to lean in, they're already in. If they leaned in anymore, it would only mess up their center of gravity. These powerful women know exactly how to get what they want, which puts them, Cynthia thinks, in striking contrast to all her girlfriends in Williamsburg and Greenpoint. She says that most of the women she knows, and these are her words, allow their potential to defoliate under the empty slogans of empowerment. Now, I, Timmy Black, I would never dare attempt to speak with any authority at all about women, nor would I speak on behalf of women, especially during these turbulent times. So here, let me quote my dear Cynthia at length. My peers, she says, came of age in the post-feminist late 20th century. These gals can't decide if their pelvis is their nemesis or their friend. To them, rationality represents the ultimate condition of parity with men. To be heedless and intuitive is to succumb to the delirium of the emotions. They're so afraid to be slandered as being hysterical, to be described as irrational, provokes in them such a ridiculous overreaction, it can only be categorized as, well, uh, irrational. Of course, Cynthia can't admit any of this to Boris. Like any good feminist, she puts up a fight every time the subject comes up. She has to push back and insist that his Eastern European biases are nothing but antiquated vestiges of 19th century gender feudalism. She reminds her husband that the days of maternal connectivity are as archaic as a charcoal samovar. Like a good feminist, she tries to persuade poor Boris that essentialist identities have gone the way of the typewriter and the subway token. But in her heart, really, Cynthia doesn't buy it. She knows Boris has a point. After all, what right-minded, rational woman would ever consent or even consider marrying an artist? <laughs> That's it for this week. Join me again and maybe we'll explore the exciting world of women's issues on a reprise of The Wives of Contemporary Artists.